So today, today is um, sports day. I like sports. Uh, I wore my pastoral uniform. Uh, I do like sports, and, and in fact, uh, Paul wrote about sports in, in Scripture, but, but there is a, and I, I like sports, I played sports uh, my entire life, whether it was basketball, baseball, football, track and field, we didn't play soccer, because that just wasn't around at the time, but I would have. Uh, but there, there was, there's a, in football especially, but they kind of do this in basketball too, there's something in, in American football that just drives me crazy. I cannot take it. And it's when one team gets well ahead of the other team, they'll go into something called a prevent defense. And, and what they're doing is, is they are playing not to lose. And, and the strategy is, well, we're so far ahead and there's just this amount of time left, what I'll do is I'll concede some smaller advances and keep them from getting the larger advances. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I've seen it in, in uh, basketball as well, that, that a team gets farther ahead and, and they just start slacking off a little bit. They don't play defense as much as they, as they were uh, ahead of time. And, and, and they lose their, what I call their killer instinct. They forget to put the other team away. And as long as a, a team thinks that they have a chance, they will be in the game. I know in, uh, you guys, uh, most of you know that I, I like the Golden State Warriors. I'm, I'm from there, and, and uh, they had a great coach named Mark Jackson. Great guy, super nice guy. Everybody liked him, and he had a great team, and they never won the big one and they let him go and they brought in another coach Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr took them to four championships and the biggest difference is not I, I, don't, I don't I don't have anything against Steve Kerr I think he's a nice enough guy but Mark Jackson was a super nice guy and everybody really liked him the only thing about Mark Jackson was that he never had a ring he had never been there himself and Steve Kerr had been there five times three with Chicago and two with San Antonio and he understood what it was to put a team away to, and, if, and if, you're a, if you're an athlete or if you watch sports, you'll understand what I'm, what I'm talking about, that you don't want to give a team the mindset that they're still in the game. When you have the chance, put them out of their misery. Squish them. Make sure that there's not an ounce of resistance left in them. And then you put in your third string. But as long as they still think they can win, they still think that there's hope and they're still going to fight you. And I, I see this in the Christian life all the time. I see Christians that are playing to not lose. 
And what they're doing is saying, well, well, I'll give the adversary a little bit, but I am, I'm just going to hang on for the, the big event. I'm going to win this, but they concede little victories to the adversary. And the reality is, if you want to be successful as a follower of Christ, you have to have a killer instinct that says, I am going to squish the devil. I am going to resist the devil. I am going to push him down. I am going to ring him until there's not an ounce of, of confidence left in him that this life that I live is a victorious life in Jesus Christ, and I will not give place to the adversary in any shape, form, or fashion. I mean, you may not have known this, but the Apostle Paul, huge sports fan. He was. He, 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 uh, a lot of the things that he wrote about were, were uh, he was uh, watching and observing uh, the, the precursor to the to the Olympics, the Ithmian Games, and, and when Paul talked about wrestling and fighting and boxing, it's because he was there. He saw it. He saw the races. It, it wasn't just he was just take, conjuring something out of his mind. This is what he told the church in, in Corinth. He said, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? You need to understand, you're in the race. You say, but I don't like to run. Tough luck. You're in the race. And the race is the race of, of life. It is the, the race for eternal life. It's the race for victory. It's the race that you want to win. If there's any race you want to win, it's this race of life. You want to be crowned victor at the end. Paul watching these races and he's watching these, these uh, young men run and he says, don't you know that everybody runs but only one, only one gets the prize. Only one gets the championship. Only one gets the ring. Only one gets the crown. Only one is, is the victor. And he said, run in such a way to get the prize. What he is saying is run to win. Run to win. Everybody is in the race and everybody is going to get at the end, but you need to run to win. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13. He said, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. Not he that starts, not he that goes halfway, not the one that goes three quarters of the way, not the one that goes uh, five sixths of the way, or 99 one hundredths of the way, but he that goes all the way, he that starts the race and finishes the race, he is the one that shall be saved. And what Jesus was saying is, don't run to lose, to not lose, run to win. Get your mindset that, that you're not in this just to, to kind of 
kind of go through, and we know that Christ conquered death. We know that Christ uh, lived on this earth for 33 and a half years, lived a sinful life, took the adversary and said, uh, I am going to defeat you, not with my power, not with my omnipotence, not with my, uh, with my glory, but with my very character, with who I am. I am love, I am righteous, I am holy, and I will destroy you with my very character. And he did. And when he was crucified on the cross, Ephesians says he went down into the lower parts of the earth. I, I, I just kind of see him going down there and, hey, open up on the gates of hell. Let me in. And, and death couldn't hold him because sin is what gives death its power. But he had no sin, so death could not hold him. And he took the keys of death and hell. And he is now victor over death and hell. He is now the one that has the authority to grant life to whomsoever will. And Jesus said, if you want eternal life, then you need to play to win. You need to run and endure to the very end. You need to give it everything that is in you that that you will that you will understand what i am requiring of you is to give your entire life your focus on me you know i'll be honest we did, we just finished uh, we just finished the book of revelation on on wednesday night what an amazing book and, and uh, when we got down to the last chapters and we were talking about the new Jerusalem and, and the new heaven and new earth and all of the amazing things that are, that are going to transpire and it's going to be for our benefit, I realized this is why I'm running the race. This is why I'm giving it everything I have. I'm not giving quarter to the devil for anything. And if I find that I'm, that I'm tempted to do it, I am going to crucify my flesh and I am going to rise above it and I'm going to give my life and dedicate it to Christ because when I understand why I'm running, then there is nothing on this earth, there is no devil in hell that will stop me from fulfilling what God wants me to do when you understand why you're running why are you running why are you a Christian you say well I like the potluck dinners okay well that's that's good I'm glad you do uh, you know, and, and we do a lot of different things around church. We, you know, we, we, we have basketball and volleyball and, and Wednesday nights and uh, youth and children and all of these things. And we'll have different events throughout the year. But the reality is the real reason why you're a Christian is because you believe with everything in you that Christ died for your sins and you want eternal life. The Bible tells us that eternity is in our hearts. It's in us. It does, we don't want to uh, die. None of us want to, to die. None of us want to be extinguished and yet, it's in us. And even though our bodies get older, we fight it because it's not 
in our DNA to die. Eternity is in us. And when Christ comes into your life and you begin to, to realize that he is life, that he is eternity, and that your relationship with him is the only thing that will get you from this life to the next. There is no other way. And I will promise you this. I will promise you that if you catch a glimpse of what the Lord has in store for us, did you realize that that new Jerusalem it's a square city, and it's almost 1,500 miles cubed. I'll give you an example. It's from like Florida to Colorado, and it's from North Canada to the Gulf, and it's that high as well. That's one big city. The Bible talks about it being almost a, a, a gold, translucent, transparent gold, that, and the light of the city is Christ. And, and as Christ shines, there is no need for light because he lights up the city. It's unbelievable the things that, that God has planned for us. In fact, they're so, they're so amazing that, that the Scripture says, eye hasn't seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. In other words, you can't have a great enough imagination, and I have a pretty good imagination. I know a lot of you do, too. Because like, like in sports, the older I get, the better I was. And, and you can't conceive of the majesty and the splendor and the glory that Christ has awaiting each and every one that finishes the race. Paul goes on, and this is, he, this is how he tells us to run in such a way. If you'll go to that next slide. He, he says, you need to run. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not, that will not last, but we do it for a crown that will last. Everyone's in the race. We run to... Uh, to win, we have to practice self-control. You go into strict training. You, you make sure that everything that you do moves you toward God. Would you go on to the next, next slide? Therefore, I do not like run like I'm run, someone running aimlessly. You're not just kind of running everywhere. You do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Every step that you take in that race is intentional. It's moving you toward God. You know something I found about life? No matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, every place, I'm, every decision I make, every step I take in this life, I'm either moving toward God or away from God. Toward God, away from God. Toward God, away from God. There's no standing still. You're, you're constantly on the move because time is always going. No matter where you are or what you're doing, time is incessant. It keeps on moving. And every decision we make in life, every step we take, we're moving toward God or away from God. And 
Paul is saying, don't run aimlessly. Don't make, uh, take steps that will get you off of the track. Keep your focus on the track. Stay in your lane and keep running and you will run until you hear that 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 you until you cross that ribbon and you are the victor keep running don't run aimlessly don't fight like you're just punching the air look at your opponent know where they are and knock them out i like boxing i wasn't really good at it I was the, uh, the Jerry Lewis, shorts up to here, big glasses, because there was, never mind. Um, <laughs> I, when you fight, you, you fight to win. You don't just throw punches to throw punches. You, you mean for them to hit. And Paul is saying, listen, if you're going to run, run to win. He said, he said, no, I strike a blow to my body uh, and make it my slave so that after I preach to others I, I myself will not be disqualified he says I keep my body in subjection I keep it in training see nobody in the spring or in the, in the fall rather thinks yeah I'm going to get a little pudgy and then when springtime comes I'll get back in training we don't think that we're going to do that but when, when, when you're not playing or you're not exercising and, and the winter months roll around, well, not so much in Florida, but, um, but when the summer months roll around in Florida and you think it's too hot to go outside, hello, bag of chips. Have you ever been amazed at how fast you can eat a bag of chips? Noom tells me why I'm eating them but it doesn't tell me how to stop. And, 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 and I, it's amazing that no matter whether it's in other parts of the country and it's in winter or in Florida and it's in the summer, when you go to get back in shape, you, you haven't done it intentionally, but it's the little things that you let in your life that keeps you from being in top physical shape. It's the little things we eat. It's the, it's the skipping the... The, the exercise routine it's all of the little things that we do and Paul says I keep my body in shape I don't let my flesh dictate what I am going to do I am in charge of my body have you ever noticed that your flesh, we talk about that a lot, your body has a, your flesh has a, a voice all of its own? And you say, well, no, I've never heard that. Yes, you have, you just don't know. Let me give you an example. You wake up in the morning and you didn't get as much sleep as you want, but the alarm goes off and you know you have to get up and go to work. It's one of those four-letter words, work. And you say, I'm getting up and going to work. But your flesh says, Pillow, I love you. And you want to lay there. That's the voice of our flesh. It's, it's, what, it's what 
the flesh wants to do and not what the spirit needs to do and and paul is saying i am not giving in to that voice i am going to win and i am going to make every step of life count when you're running the race run to win when you're fighting the fight fight to win as our praise team comes up. Paul, Paul, at the end of his life, he's writing to his, uh, his son in Christ, uh, Timothy. And this is what he says about his own life. He, he's, he's closing out and he says, Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now... The prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that great day. And then he goes on to say this. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his glorious return. Can you imagine the end of, end of life? And you're standing before Christ. Paul said, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And he's going to be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And he places the crown of victor on your head. You say, is that going to happen? Yes, it is. Let's run. Let's run well. Let's run the race that Christ has set before us and let's not give place to the devil. We're not running or playing to not lose. We're playing to win. Would you stand with me?